1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Black Mirror by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome back. Zach, we are back with season six, episode two, titled Lock Henry.
0: That is right. This was a, this was a good one. It didn't
1: feel like a Black Mirror episode to me. It didn't, but well,
0: all right, I'll, I'll say maybe like 70% of it didn't. And then we got the, the nice twist at the end. I love, I, I, I really enjoy the twist. There's one thing I love about the Black Mirror shows, episodes, most of the time, you get some sort of curveball at the end that you were not expecting at all.
1: So I'll say this. It's one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes ever.
0: Well, you and haven't now. watched that many. Come on. I have. Gotta, I've seen the first two seasons.
1: Out. I've seen the first two seasons of Black Mirror. I haven't watched season three. I think I feel like I've I feel like I've seen the first three seasons. I have to just go refresh my memory. Yeah, but of all the episodes I've seen, it's like this and Ten Thousand Merits for me as like my favorite. That one was great. Yeah, of all time. Um, but I just really enjoyed this. The story was riveting. I I did know where the story was going almost the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can hit play here because we're gonna just be bouncing around all episode. But um. It was the it was great and dark and one I have one issue with the entire episode and we'll get into it but as it continues um you'll know what my issue is with the episode when we get towards the end uh-huh. but before we do that if you're listening to this show I, we would like you to know that we have some other programming going on this week you can catch our foundation series that we're doing commentary on for season one as we get ready for season two premiering on July fourteenth and we do our silo podcast that we do instant reactions for in deep dives. And we're going to be releasing our instant reaction on Friday for the silo Silo season one season finale and our deep dive episode on Sunday night. So you can join us for that. And if you have any emails you want to send us, write to us at contact.soapbox.house about any of our shows or any shows you may suggest for us. So if you want to write about Black Mirror, about Foundation or Silo, hit us up and we will feature you in our next mailbag episode.
0: Yeah, you just mentioned your favorite episode of Black Mirror. I'd be curious to see what the fans' favorites
1: Yeah. By the way, too are. fast on the speed here, Zach. Can you pre- please bring that down to 1.25 and rewind it for me a little bit to oh. the driving entry? All right. So, there's this thing that I get in the mood for every year. Every year, I look it up. In fact, my Netflix algorithm knows me oh so very well. And it's like this particular subgenre of thriller murder mysteries that mm-hmm. exist specifically in Northern Europe. It's like I think they just call it moody detective show. That's pretty much what I type in. Okay, it's in the same category of, as the Killing and a bunch of other uh, murder mystery shows that now I am blanking on, uh, of course, at this moment. But nonetheless, it's usually like very Scandinavian region, Norway, and that whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I know we're like in northern. Um, northern england right it's just like the countryside of like the uk where we're at in here
0: i think so i haven't looked it up since i've seen the episode yeah we might get reamed but
1: the episode it's an instant center- reaction shut up huh i said it's an instant reaction this is true yeah it's not a deep dive technically but um the whole episode kind of hits a little uh it's very it's kind of familiar right because the kid's like a director he's in film mm-hmm. school with his girlfriend pia davis is the name of the of the boyfriend in here, who's played by Samuel Blinken. And I got to <laughs> say, Zach, you have a good memory because we looked at the IMDb on all of these actors before we started recording tonight. Yep. And Samuel happens to be, if you're not familiar, we, ha- we did an entire commentary on the entire series of Peaky Blinders. All six seasons. All six seasons we did. It's about 40 something episodes. And Samuel happens to play a role that is only seen in season five, episodes one and two. Yep. And the poor soul, unfortunately we made fun of him for a solid five minutes on a, <laughs> on a podcast because he has this one moment that is easily one of the funniest, most standout moments that happens in Peaky Blinders, but it felt very much like forced acting in a way mm-hmm. because Peaky Blinders is very much driven by three or four characters. It's Thomas Shelby, Arthur Shelby, Polly Shelby, And that's it. It's pretty much like a ring around the rosy with those three and the villain. Okay. And then you got Samuel Blinken playing like Tommy's secretary Mm -hmm. with the one scene where he comes in and and just, you know, something's up, but this character is of no importance (laughs) in the entire show when he just starts to try to interrupt Tommy and goes, excuse me, Mr. Shelby, seems you forgot one thing. It's just, it comes out of nowhere and it's just... Too easy to make fun of, but
0: it was it was by far my my favorite line in that episode. I, I I to this day I can't not laugh about it.
1: Yeah, he's not the only familiar face we have in here. If you can pause the show for a second, we have uh his the barkeep Davis's friend, the barkeep in the town is played by Daniel Portman, who for all the Game of Thrones lovers out there, plays Podrick Payne in Game of Thrones, the the brothel's favorite character in Game of Thrones, <laughs> because the running joke in Game of Thrones is that Podrick is a freak. I don't know what goes on in the brothel, but Tyrion and Bronn, I believe, make fun of him because he's like the cupbearer to one of the royal... uh, I think everybody out there watches Game of Thrones for the most part, but he's Tyrion's cupbearer, and Tyrion wants to kind of like, you know, get him a little bit of experience, so he sends him to a brothel, I think. Mm. And when they send him back from the brothel, the prostitutes refuse to accept payment because the, the... experience with podrick was that great for them so <laughs> that's the running joke which i think was in the back of my head the entire episode because i was thinking to myself i wonder if something's gonna happen when davis is at the hospital and she's with the friend alone because yeah. there's like this weird moment on the montage scene when they start cutting up the film and showing the making of the film mm-hmm. that she's with stewart at one point and it's like a weird little cut frame and you're just wondering eh something going on there you know but well, the answers just- no <laughs> yeah, it was. Not. That was my one issue with this episode by the way. Um, that nothing happened? No, that Pia dies at the end. Ah. That really pissed me off. And and it's in typical Black Mirror fashion.
0: Yeah. There there's, there's got to be something in there. It's something bullshit. a little more dark.
1: It would have been a perfect episode uh, if she doesn't die.
0: I was I was really disappointed by her by her dying as well. Like it just it felt kind of unnecessary. Underwhelming. Just like, ugh, really. Like really, I was, I was so disappointed. Not even in the episode, I was disappointed in her. I'm like, you really slipped on that rock.
1: I liked them both. I liked both of their characters so much. I liked the little dynamic of the three friends like tremendously. Yeah, um, the mom was very weird. Uh, to quote a friend of mine, uh, she gives Dolores Umbridge vibes. She does. Janet, her name, or we'll just call her the uh, Mistress. The freaking freaky Mistress, killing masquerade wearing <laughs> freak. Yeah. Well, I, the, the premise of the episode is, as we come to find is Davis and Pia are going to the countryside to make a somewhat boring documentary about this egg-protecting vigilante who's trying to protect the produce industry from like consumerism and whatnot. Tell you what, that's a movie I'd watch. Yeah, Eggman. <laughs>
0: totally. Well,
1: yeah, the film ends up pivoting and you can clearly see when it's happening when they go to the bar and start to learn about the, the mysterious murderer figure, Ian Adair. Right, yep, um which clearly you can see in Pia's face is immediately we're the audience Intriguing. right we're we're more intrigued by this story than we are of what they came there to do originally, right? Yeah, and I, I
0: mean, I would imagine it would be a bit more interesting than a story about an Eggman.:
1: Yeah. um, you know, when you meet Janet, Davis's mother, the creepy uh, she's just so creepy. Um, <laughs> and great performance. She's played by Monica Dolan. And I'm not familiar with her work, but she just does a great job. So, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. You st- I'm starting to wonder now if she was asking how long they were going to be there for because she has all of her murder evidence out on just the mantle, like a serial killer's wet dream, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what they say, like, uh, if you ever, if you know, if you're familiar with like certain forensic cases, wasn't there a case where, I think it was like Ted Bundy or something like that. Yeah. Helped catch a killer. Like they went to that him familiar. and he was helping them like say like, oh, you know, serial killers like to go back to the scene of their crime type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
1: you kind of see that if you've, if you've watched stuff like Zodiac and Mindhunters and in these various shows that go into like the psychology, right? Yeah. What did you think of like the, I always find it interesting that these murder mysteries when they happen like in the most beautiful scenic areas like what do you think in terms of like the setting of everything
0: oh the setting is amazing i mean the show i think did a good job of doing what they were trying to achieve which is bring bring tourists into this area i mean hell i'd take a trip over there
1: yeah no i well <laughs> now i don't think i would but to oh, come almost... on
0: i mean she's dead she hung herself we're good
1: yeah, well, you can't have
0: you can't have two serial killers in one yeah, tiny but you town. Can wor-
1: you can worry about copycats now. You know.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well,
1: to uh, I love the fact that in the episode, each character has their own individual motivations as to why they want to make this film. You mm-hmm. have Davis, who kind of reluctantly is is getting drawn into it with his girlfriend. Yep. Uh, Pia wants to do it because she's just a pure filmmaker. She wants to make it. And at first, I was really a, kind of annoyed with her. Because you're led to assume that Ian Adair killed uh, Davis's father or he died through the subsequent infection that occurred from the gunshot wound, Yeah. right? So, you're starting to think like, man, she really doesn't care about this guy at all. She wants to use um, his misery and trauma mm-hmm. for her own advancement in this film, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I was a little put off by that as well. I do think the story is probably a little more interesting, but... Mm. Not, it, not really girlfriend material at that no, point. No. Well,
1: she actually ends up being great girlfriend material, even though she doesn't know, you know, <laughs> at the end, like what happens to her. But everybody's motive is weird here, right? You have the barkeep, uh, the barkeep's father.
0: Man, he played. was throwing me off the whole time.
1: Yeah, he's his name is John Hanna. He actually, if you watch Last of Us on HBO, he opens up the series. Mm-hmm. Zach brought this up to me before the show. He opens up the series and probably the most riveting piece of acting in the entire show with setting up the whole scene for the apocalypse that takes place in The Last of Us. Yeah. But in the show, he plays Stuart's dad, Richard, and or no, he plays, yeah, Stuart's dad, Richard. Richard King, yeah. And um, he doesn't want the film being made because he knows the secret that Davis's parents are the killer. So, he's like the only one who's not a piece of crap, like, or in terms of like a, a non-selfish motive. Yeah. And then Janet... Davis's mom, she, I think she's all for the making of the film because she's a freak. She's like, she wants her, her work, her murders to, to be publicized in this way in a film. That's yeah. what I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of had that thought too. I was, I was bouncing back and forth between either that or maybe this was kind of just like the excuse. It was just, you know, to pretend like, oh, yeah, I'm not involved. Right. It's kind of, I don't want to say a cover up. Right. But you don't. You just don't suspect it. It's like, well, why would the person that's agreeing to be in the film about, well, who we find out was actually her and, and her husband along with this other guy. Why, why would she willingly go into a film like this? It just seems too risky.
1: Yeah. Well, it seems like she wants to get as close to the line as possible, but she doesn't seem to have any remorse because the note she leaves before she kills herself at the end, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to say, forgive me. Because they, they lead you to say see uh-huh. her write F-O-R right? Mm -hmm. And so, you're thinking as a normal human out there, you're thinking, oh, she's ashamed of what she's done. And so, she wants her son to forgive her because it's pretty unexplainable, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But then you see what she actually wrote was for your film. It's like, it shows you how kind of demented she was when she goes to look at her box and you think where she would have keepsakes. She has like freaking Polaroids of all her murder victims. So, she doesn't have any remorse towards what she's done. The only Mm -hmm. semblance of emotion she has in the entire Shows when she's trying to hunt down Pia, when she's running away from her in the darkness. You know. Yeah. What do you think would have happened? Would she have killed her?
0: Killed Pia right
1: there? Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I think she she would have killed Pia. Yeah. For Sure. And she would have See, like just thrown her. The thing is, they live in this landscape that, you once you're gone, you're gone pretty much.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I mean, they don't know whether or not people are just getting lost or if they're they're dead. They're, they've been killed. Yeah. Yes yeah, so, so what did you think about the montage in here I kind of thought it was just a little cheesy with all of the bits that we got of Premiere Pro
1: <laughs> I liked it it really made. I personally liked it it, it felt almost like making just filmmaking more accessible Yeah and I wonder if they made Adobe pay for ad placement because that's that's what I would have done as Black Mirror I would have said something like you know look at all these eyeballs <laughs> you're going to get on here on your uh, editing, on your
0: software, I I don't think I caught the name Adobe or Premiere anywhere though. So oh, it, it kind of it seems Adobe. a little. Well, yeah, if you've used it, you totally do. Yeah. I also noticed that they actually used the name uh, Netflix in here somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, but at the end, um, they mention it's called Streamberry <laughs> when the when the film presents itself. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, I, I think like the Black Mirror universe exists within the world, but there's not. It's not so much that, like, like Streamberry is an addition to Netflix, right? Because you don't want to make, for example, the episode Joan is Awful, like, you don't want to make Netflix responsible for all that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah, I would imagine not.
1: Even though, it, like, a lot of the stuff that they're basing doing the series on or the film on in the show is directly from Netflix. You know what I mean?
0: So. 100%. Yeah. It's, an, it's a nice little cover up there, don't you think? Yeah.
1: I like the whole premise of the small town, like I was saying the motivations and I didn't mm. mention Stewart's motivation, which was his thing is that he's trying to keep a business alive in a ghost town Yeah, where there's no more tourism. So, his business is going to go under and this story of the murderer can bring all the tourism back, which Reminded me of a lot of towns I go to where they're kind of emphasizing something horrible that happened there. But you think about all of the different types of stewards in this city who are making a living off of this horrible thing or this event that occurred in there, you know?
0: Yeah exactly yeah it's like focusing on on the uh, the death the uh yeah. the intrigue the mystery i mean yeah. it is interesting i mean a lot of a lot of i was literally just up in saint augustine i mean man that is a that is a tourist town up there so mm-hmm. every everywhere you've got signs about oh the ghost tore this and that like there's always some focus on something dark
1: yeah and i think i was mentioning a little bit before when richard goes to the hospital to talk to davis he says he doesn't have any evidence that it's his parents who were the killers, right? Mm-hmm. However, there's a moment where I was concerned that Janet was going to get away with the killings here because Pia was dead. And we, she didn't know Pia was dead, but she was, right? She yeah. discovers that P.L. was looking at the tapes of the, of the Bergerac tapes, right? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was Cyrano to Bergerac, but I guess there's another series of Bergerac, which I've never heard of before. <laughs> and at a moment, if she would have burned all the tapes, then she would have gotten away because there was no hard evidence that she uh, had committed the murders. Yeah. Th- I don't think none. she would
0: have burnt the tapes though.
1: No. I, just, I can't
0: that, see. Like, the, like, she loves those She things, was too, and They're pr- part of she, it. There's so many. She was too proud of them,
1: yeah. you know? But... um in small town fashion i think if she would have done that she gets away with it because when you're lear- when you're learning about the background of ian adair you're finding out that the reason they never they never um that he it was allowed to go on like the killings co- continued continue to happen mm-hmm. was because princess diana died and everybody forgot about what happened in the small town and started focusing about princess diana right mm-hmm. which is what happens to these small towns they get overruled by like the big tabloid the big story drama. right yeah yeah D- you know I was suspicious of the father the entire time, of Davis's dad the whole time, because when you're talking about this small town and the cop who's going out there, immediately my mind is going, black mirror, there has to be a twist here. (laughs) And if he's the only cop going out there, that means there is no alibi for anybody. So he, he could technically have shot himself or he could have shot everyone there. Or if Ian Adair was actually like a troubled kind of like mentally challenged person, maybe he took advantage and used him as a scapegoat for the crimes right see
0: that's that's where i thought this show was going towards the middle right like yeah. it was it was just you know using them but th- this this twist was very different
1: well it seemed that ian adair actually was in on it like himself. a little bit i
0: mean they, they mentioned that he was very i guess weak-minded he was easy to lead astray
1: yeah but it would have made sense why he felt empowered by everything mm-hmm. because he had the cop on his side you know what i mean like the one cop in the town Mm -hmm. doing what he was doing which is why ian ian gets um killed because he starts blabbering in the bar getting drunk and and Mm -hmm. being loose with it right because i think they also say like one of the things is is that these serial killers like want to get caught you know yeah so you want the attention of it
0: yeah right so that's that's the case most of the time
1: we took it all we brought them to our land
0: an endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see,
1: we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah. Part of me wanted this to be like 30 minutes longer. <clears throat> Because there's that sequence where it just felt so underwhelming for Pia to die like five minutes after she finds out that Janet is, I would have stolen her car keys and, and taken her car personally if I could have <laughs> found them, you know? Yeah. You know, something along those lines. Because I, I could, have the evidence I need, you know? I, it's you It's not like...
0: Well, technically it's inside.
1: Yes. But still, you have the evidence you need. I can understand her not being able to keep her composure in the creepy ass countryside.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Pitch black out there.
1: Oh, my gosh. But part of me also thought it was a little bit hard to believe that you'd leave the hospital with your boyfriend in there. And why does he have to stay overnight? I guess for internal bleeding, but she didn't should've... he
0: have a concussion.
1: Yeah. She should have stayed there, but the show wouldn't have been as interesting if she it, had it.
0: It wouldn't have been the show if so. she did. I could, I could see this being a movie. Like, I, I, I'd watch it.
1: Do you if think that's what Black movie. Mirror does? That they, they make these TV shows and then they, because you know, Robert Downey Jr. bought the, the rights to uh, one of the episodes of Black Mirror, the one about the guy who has like the memory, like he's going back and his replaying the memories in his mind. Oh yeah, I remember he's, that He's like one. on a jealous trip. I remember that. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. bought the rights to make that. I don't know if he still has Ooh. them or not, but he's been wanting to make a movie out of that concept. And I'm wondering, like, this is definitely a standalone thriller on its own. It's a film. That's why I would have wanted it to be like 30 minutes longer yeah. where you have like, first and foremost, I hate the fact that Pia dies once again. Like, I thought that was so whack of a, of a decision. Yeah, I know Black Mirror has to be dark, but- You can't have a happy ending uh, with Black Mirror. Did you, did you notice on the, in the BAFTA awards when they're nominating the different documentaries that they mentioned one about June Apparel? No, I didn't catch that. Because that's like one of the f- more famous episodes of Black Mirror. You're the Black Mirror head. I shouldn't be the one who knows this. Oh, pfft, yeah. You're, you're better retaining all of this information. Look it up. The Junipero, <laughs> Junipero is like the the one where everybody's like in the VR world where they're younger, but they're actually very old people. euthanasia, pretty much. I'm looking it up. That's like the, most high, the highest rated uh, Black Mirror episode, but it's not my I was, favorite.
0: I didn't like that one. I, yeah. I recognize the photos right away, but I did not like that episode.
1: But still, they mention it, so it's like this world within Black Mirror continues to exist. Like, yeah, in Joan is awful. They there's a song in there that I'm almost positive is an Easter egg for an earlier episode.
0: I mean, given the way the last episode was, it probably was. <laughs> last episode had so many Easter eggs; it was ridiculous. I mean, everything on screen was some other thing in the Black Mirror universe.
1: Do you think uh, the bar, the Stewart's dad, Richard? The reason he was such a drunk, like a depressed drunk at this point in his life was because he felt complicit of having done, because he said he had a wild night with uh, Davis's parents and he realized that they were freaks, you know?
0: Ah, I don't know. I mean, it could have, there's so many reasons why he could be depressed at this point. I mean, he owns a business that's completely failing. They're barely here. They're the one out out of three bars that are remaining at this point he could have remorse from something that he did or did not do back in the day. It could be any of those.
1: Well, his late wife had a box full of obsessions of of Ian Adair of the killings, right? Mm -hmm. So he's probably seeing that too. And thinking like he had a hand in some of this or like enabling these people because he, he probably feels helpless. Like he knows that they're the ones behind it, but he can't do anything about it because he doesn't actually have evidence.
0: Yeah. You know, when, when, when I was watching the episode, I kind of thought he had something to hide early on when he was like trying to get them to stop this whole film. Like, oh, there's no need for it. They'll do it. I
1: was like, ah. It was the way, okay. he, was lo- it was the way he was looking at Davis for me that, for, that had, it was just a red flag. I just felt so much like his parents are behind this, you know?
0: Yeah. Poor kid. You just don't know, man. You don't know. You know, there's always got to be some stupid car accident in
1: this, in shows yeah. like this. You just knew the car accident was going to happen. Is
0: too happy, right? Like you, you're all driving back, you're too chummy, there's too much fun going on. I was like, something bad's going to happen. I'm like, please don't be a car accident. And it was a car accident.
1: <laughs> well, they make, they pretty much continue the making of the film. They're looking for a personal aspect of it and diving into it. And damn it, it does get personal for Davis because he finds out his parents are God. actual serial killers.
0: Extremely personal. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Pia dies, as we know. The film gets made. Janet kills herself. And it wins the award for the best BAFTA. But he looks miserable. He's pretty much gotten his film that he wanted, the great film he wanted to make, mm-hmm. which wasn't his idea in the first place. Yep. He lost the love of his life in the making of it. And now he's left in complete loneliness, right? Because Stewart has his dream. He's in a packed bar, yeah. you know, with a, just a bar full of people and customers that he wanted, right? He has like no mm-hmm. personal attachment to all, any of this. Um, and there's Davis alone in the hotel room drinking champagne and looking at this BAFTA award that seems to almost be mocking him back. Yeah. You know? uh, where does this leave Davis, you know? This is a horrible scenario to think about. Or
0: homicidal.
1: That's what I would imagine. I was like, is he going to off himself at this point? I was thinking that as well. This is the Black Mirror thing, right? Is it makes mm-hmm. you think about what would you do if you were this character in this effed up situation? That's what Black Mirror does. Yeah. And I think that's why they choose to kill Pia is because if Pia's is alive, his life... Isn't, I mean, it's bad, like it's a horrible situation, right? Yeah, I probably changed my last name to be honest with you, if that's me. Yeah, um, but he still has someone who can understand him, who loves him, he has someone there through it
0: all. Yeah, but
1: but here he is completely alone, probably on the precipice of a great career, right? Mm Because he's made these great things, this great film now. Um, all the doors of possibility open, but he's lost everything. Because yeah. he did have a good relationship with his mother, you know?
0: He did, yeah. There, there was nothing, nothing really alarming yeah. other than the fact that she was a serial killer. I, <sighs> I feel like Pia would much rather have, like, if, if Pia and Davis could, could switch roles, like, I feel like she would have been happy. Like, she's the one that wanted the award, wants the really interesting film. He just wanted to make something he was passionate about.
1: Well, she wouldn't have lost her entire family, you know? That too. He's lost everything. And now the legacy of what he has. And then also, you think about it, like, if that's in your family, you can't help but wonder, like, is there something wrong with me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I, am I often saying that? Like, you're wondering, if my parents did that crap. It's in you know, me. You know it's what in I my mean? my blood. Don't yeah. you think that that's, like, a, a normal place to go to?
0: I was going to ask you, like, if... Uh... If Davis's father didn't die, do you think Davis uh, would
1: have been in on this whole thing and been a part of this murdering cult? No, I don't think so. I don't think, well, his parents didn't, they definitely didn't try to take him that way. Well, I And mean, he's a normal dude. He's just, he's just died, a normal, yeah. he's a normal kid, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I was going to say after, it is very effed up. After this whole hospital visit, when Pia does go home, like it's at this point, in the episode, where things just like, man, if you didn't think something was a little off throughout the episode, this this is what what did it for me. It was just, it was too much watching uh, Janet make some dinner. Well, you know, oh, Pia's yeah. up in a room editing and all happy. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but that was just... Yeah, something Pia, was something had to go on I I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be
1: with Pia or if it was going to be with Davis to be honest Black Mirror ruined it for me because the thumbnail for the entire show is Pia's reaction on the screen when she finds out
0: mm. of,
1: of who the killer is so I'm waiting for that moment where she's alone to find the thing mm-hmm. and that's kind of another context of why I, I knew it had to have been the family but uh, speaking of Pia, she's played by, I, th- I don't know if I'm going to butcher her name, but My- Myhala Harold, and she's in mm-hmm. a show that I wanted to watch on HBO called Industry, and I never got around to watching it, but maybe I will now because she's in it. So, hmm. okay. anyways, stellar performances all around, even Janet, who's unlikable, just great performance overall. She actually has a moment, you know, when they interview her for the first time, right? Because yeah. you're kind of surprised that she's okay with the making of this film in a way, right? Especially when you
0: figure out the way it ends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you're thinking to yourself, you know, why would she want to make this film? This is like making somebody famous who killed her husband, you know? Mm -hmm. But then she's into it. So, now you're like double red flag. What's going on here? Right? Yeah. When she gets interviewed, she kind of like tongue in cheek says, could you imagine if this was for broadcast? Like what we filmed for broadcast? And when Mm -hmm. she says that suggestive thing of your father only ever had a camcorder, you know? Yeah. And uh, what we did was, you know, Whatever you can imagine, if the world saw it, huh. yeah, it, just re- imagine. Actually, it reminds me of this HBO series called The Jinx. Now we can fast forward here on this stuff. Um, it's called The Jinx, and it was like about this guy who was a serial killer. But the documentary filmmakers in this show, if you will go and watch it, it's kind of disturbing to be honest. Mm-hmm. The guy who they're interviewing is the killer, okay? He will not admit it, he never got caught, he got away with it, okay? Yeah, but. Right when the filming ends, when the series is over, this is a spoiler, if nobody wants to hear this, he doesn't realize that he has the mic still on when he goes to the bathroom. And he has a moment, if you've ever watched Lord of the Rings, where Smeagol's talking to himself, but it's Mm -hmm. Smeagol and Gollum talking, Mm where it's two personalities talking back and forth. He is talking to himself in two different voices and talking about the murders and how he did them. (laughs) And then he comes back and sits down. He, he got arrested after this. Um, like, he literally caught himself like with the mic on in the, in the bathroom. And I, being somebody who's filmed, I know very much when you mic someone up. I've, obviously, none of my clients have ever commit, uh, confessed to murder. But if you leave <laughs> the God. headphones yeah. on, half the time they forget that they're mic'd up, you know? Oh, uh, and that All is a time. very common thing.
0: All the time. There's, there's so many hot mic moments. Yeah. Most of the time, they're, they're interesting and kind of funny. I'm not going to say that one was.
1: Yeah, but uh, that concludes the episode of Black Mirror, Lock Henry, and leaves me excited for the next one. I'm kind of liking the the trajectory of this season so far, but with Black Mirror, you really never know what's next. So mm-hmm. we leave Lock Henry this week, and we go into doing our instant reaction on the next episode, which is called The Sea Beyond? Beyond, Beyond the, the sea. sea. Butchered that one. But yeah. Beyond the Sea with your doppelganger aaron paul oh you gave it away who else is going to be josh hartnett maybe <laughs> <laughs> i think he's in that episode by the way josh hartnett well if, i have not which i haven't the seen him i haven't seen him act in anything in in ages actually let me look this up right now i need to know do it on need to know well let me see Beyond the Sea. I'm almost positive I saw Josh Hartnett on this thing. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. I don't even know what he's been in. That's right. In a while. What has he been in? Apparently a lot that I haven't watched.
0: Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. Wow. Okay. I was, I was thrown by the explosion in the background of the cover there.
1: It feels like he hasn't had anything major since Penny Dreadful in 2014, 2016. <laughs> None of these others are are capturing my attention, but maybe I'm wrong. Somebody correct me out there. Uh, All right. That concludes our instant reaction for Black Mirror Season 6 Episode 2. Zach, do you want to do any uh, categories here? Anything you got? Uh, Favorite actor
0: or character, I should say.
1: I like Pia. And Stuart. Pia and Stuart. I I liked Stuart.
0: So I'm going to pick Stuart. Favorite scene.
1: Well, when Pia finds out that, uh, like the whole montage, he's playing Mario Kart in his bed yeah. and th- he gets the worst news possible ever. <laughs> okay, things are kind of going well with the film and then Richard comes over and ruins his night and says, hey, I think your parents are actually the killers. <laughs> uh, horrible. And then Pia sees the, the video, which leads to her death, unfortunately.
0: I liked Stuart and Davis telling Pia about the whole murder Ooh. thing in the bar. I thought that was, that was kind of funny. Uh, There's a couple of comical moments in there.
1: That was great. That I like that. I kind of want really to change mine to that No, uh, uh, Too
0: late. Anything else? No, those are the only ones that are
1: not too deep. All right. Well, before all of the audience can tune out because I watched the analytics and noticed a trend here, listen to these last few moments, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> because once again, we will be dropping this Black Mirror Instant Reaction this week. We have Foundation, season one, episode six, our deep dive on it, releasing on Wednesday. We have our instant reaction to Silo, season one, season finale, which Elon Musk actually just dropped or reshared yes, Apple because Apple dropped the entire full first episode of Silo on Twitter tonight, which is the an incredible marketing campaign. And actually, mm-hmm. if Twitter becomes like a, an actual major video platform, that would give some much-needed competition to YouTube out there, but I do love YouTube, so.
0: I love YouTube, too, but come on. Yeah. Life's better with competition, right? Yeah.
1: So, we welcome all of you to the channel new if you just saw that tweet, and this is your first time listening to the show, but we look forward to this silo season finale. And once again, two things. Email us at contact.soapbox.house with any of your fan theories of any of the shows we are covering, and hit the link in the description if you want to join the Soapbox Club newsletter. We're planning on keeping you guys up to date because we have lots of content planned for the rest of the year and potentially some other shows completely different on the podcast network. So thank you for supporting us. If you don't know this by now, we are an independently owned podcast network, not owned by one of the big guys. So when you support us, you support a small business. We thank you for that. We thank you for helping us be number one on the rankings for Silo and very high up on the other shows like Foundation. And we hope you join us and help us become number one on Foundation to join us with our Silo ranking. So Oh, yeah. Hit us with that clean outro, sir.
0: Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Black Mirror by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We are on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network, so be sure to take a look at us there. We've got a few different playlists for the different shows that we've been covering. You can visit our website at soapbox.house, email us at contact at soapbox.house, and again, there is a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter.
1: Until next time, have a great week, and we will see you on Wednesday for the next episode of Foundation. Peace. Peace.